0: Okay, you guys, let's do this. It's gonna be so professional. Mm-hmm. Like, so professional. Here we go. Well, welcome to the Lab Support Podcast with your hosts, Michelle Van Dusen and June Colson. A couple of clean comedians who support each other and others through comedies, wacky, and whining roads. I hope you're ready. Kids set, let's go. Since podcasts have a catchy tune. We wrote this song for Michelle and June. Clean comedians are best friends too. Oh so good. <laughs> and you never know what they'll say or do. Here we go, with uh, On my Support, board, with Michelle, who's really short. We'll have a ball, 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 with June, who's really
1: tall. They have
2: fun, done, uh, done, uh, interviewing comedians. On my Support, board, or with Michelle, who's really short. Now it's time to start Lab Support. The Last Support Podcast brought to you by the Hot Bread Comedy Network.
0: Welcome to the award-winning laugh support podcast. I'm your host June Colson, here with Michelle with one L, Rhonda Colson Corey's friend, Tricia's sister. Don't call me Shelley, Michelle Van Dusen. And by the way, I don't know how we were not nominated for a Grammy for that. I, it's it's got to be the number one. Uh, podcast theme song of all time <laughs> i think it's the number
1: one longest podcast <laughs> song of all time that's for sure that's for sure people just scroll past it like okay i've heard it once and we're done <laughs> i Which don't know great. i guess i could have made it shorter like oh uh, yeah really but short.
0: Yeah. Just, oh my okay. goodness yeah okay van dusen michelle van dusen let's talk about what i just dug out of the attic
1: yeah, what is your decor behind you? Do you that...
0: see in the background, I oh. I have broke out my leg lamp from Christmas. Yes, the HOA was hoping that I had put her away for the year. However, <laughs> let's talk about how jealous I am about your road trip this weekend. Where did you go and what did you get to see?
1: <laughs> okay, so this past weekend, our son was uh, involved in, um he had a thing that he was filming. So we had to go down to Dallas to pick him up because he had a ride down. And so we had to go pick them up super early and we stopped off on the way home from Dallas. We stopped off in Chickasha, Oklahoma to check out the leg lamp. What? Look at her. Look at her in all her glory. She's beautiful. Michelle. Yeah. She's really, really tall. So, um, your leg lamp, there you go. It's the same thing. Just, you know, you could do a whole picture in front of it also, but we didn't just only stop there. Um, we also then stopped off at pops pops is in arcadia oklahoma and they always have like good food and they have like over 300 some different varieties of soda pop or coke or however you'd want to call it plus yeah, they have like call
0: it? do you call it pop or do you call it coke
1: uh, like really soda, what do you really say soda pop
0: pop you do say soda pop Okay. Yeah, or a pop or yeah. My soda. family always makes fun of me because in Indiana where I grew up, everybody said soda pop. But here in Kentucky, everybody that I know says Coke. So anytime I say, do you want a pop or a soda pop or whatever, especially like my kids and stuff will be like, why are you saying soda pop? Like it's a yeah. big deal. But this
1: place is called Pops. So they obviously go by soda yeah. pop. So but they tell have us about the flavors. Look at that. They have hundreds of different flavors so just right here in this picture they got bacon butter lemon meringue um pumpkin pie so grass so like they just have a different variety and that's just one small section of it and typically i like to get an orange cream but they didn't have the brand that i like so i mm. i actually didn't buy any soda this time so did you buy any grass Nope. Nope. Didn't buy any grass or anything other.
2: <laughs> no, no
1: no, no, no just, cookie hats this time. Not at all. I, I just realized we, I may or may not have.
0: I'm usually really good about, because obviously people listen to podcasts. We have a lot of people who watch our podcasts, but they listen. And I don't know that I even described what I was like, oh, look at her, look at her in all her glory. So behind me, oh, yeah. <laughs> <our listener. laughs> just it's to back up leg, real quick. It's the it leg is- lamp. My right? leg lamp, my leg yep. lamp. If you follow the podcast, you know that um, people in my subdivision are a little bit, they can be kind of snooty in the first year I lived here. Someone complained about my lady leg lamp and it's from the movie, A Christmas Story. And here's what I want. I want, a. I want my dad, my daddy hot dog. If y'all know him, he, uh, he is really creative and he's great with woodworking. I need a box that says fragile on it, right? I need the fragile box to yes, go underneath did. my leg lamp. She should be elevated even more next Christmas. Yes, so. there you go. But I, I love that y'all went out of your way to go take a picture of that leg lamp because you know what it means to me. And it's super fun, but you do that on road trips. You don't, I told my husband, I was like, I love Michelle, but I don't think I could do road trips because they stop. They stop and look at stuff. And I just want to get to where I'm going. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I we were going to do it on when we did the the show in um, College Station on the way back, but because we changed the route that we were doing, we weren't anywhere near the leg lamp. I'm like, oh, we didn't go. And Ross is like, we can go. Like, no, I'm not adding another four hours in our trip. I'm not doing that. I'm like, we'll go another time. So when our son said, hey, can you pick us up, pick me up in Dallas? We're like, uh, Yeah. Yeah, we can. Because we had to take him back to Stillwater, back to college. So it was on the way, you know, like a half hour out of the way kind of a thing. So it it worked out. It worked out.
0: I love how you are moving your hands as if I have a clue geographically (laughs) where you are, where you've been or what you're at. I have no idea. But you know where I know where we're going right now, Michelle? We're going going to have an amazing guest on Last Support today. So tell us who's on the show.
1: Okay, so our guest today is a stand-up comedian, a podcaster, a television writer, a storyteller, a producer. He's performed across the country in colleges, clubs, and churches. He's even opened on Broadway uh, for Mike Birbiglia. Biglia? i can't even say the guy's name what is it burbiglia all right i think i said Bur- it right big lee uh, yeah anyway so he's open for him uh he's filmed his first comedy special in tulsa oklahoma and coming out later this year he's going to have a dry bar comedy special nice. so let's welcome to the Laugh support podcast the adam bush
2: hello hello
0: Hello. Adam, welcome to the show, my friend. What I forgot know, the
2: goat? Michelle, it's Coke.
1: Oh wait, what happened?
2: I'm gone. Wait, there oh, you are. Okay, it's, it's you, Coke. We said he coke. said
0: it's Coke, and you kicked him to the back. This is how yeah. she treats <laughs> her oh. guests. They don't agree with her. You're gone, mm-hmm. Adam.
2: Yeah. No, I don't. Michelle, did you grow up in the South? I'm not sure. No, I grew okay. up here, uh, yeah. outside All Chicago. Right. So okay, so you know, take that opinion with a grain of salt, June. Yes.
1: Yeah. And- okay. Okay. Every time someone says Coke, I'm like, ew, no, I'd like a rip beer. So like, I like winning. to think
2: of it as Coke is the dominant soda just mm-hmm. across the board. And so then everything, so by calling it Coke, we're saying everything else is subordinate to it. Mm,
1: this is yeah. true. I, I came over like, that
2: right now. So that's yeah, right. yeah. That's the thing.
1: I like the polar bears. The polar bears is what makes me like, okay, I like, I like the fact that Coke, you know, right. Is the polar bears with the Coke or is that Pepsi? No, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. There, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so when my husband and I got married,
0: um, I, I grew up like super poor people. We didn't have China patterns and junk like that. And so when people are like, what are you going to decorate your kitchen in? And I I didn't want to do it in something that was, you know, like the ducks or sunflowers or whatever the theme was at the time. So I went to the flea market and I saw what people were selling and it was a lot of Coca-Cola stuff. So I decorated my kitchen in Coca-Cola. So then everybody's like, she loves Coca-Cola. So they bought me all kinds of Coca-Cola stuff. Uh, And then when I got over it, because I love people I don't love things. I was like, oh, I'll be able to sell this stuff later. That was the game plan. That was the long-term plan. I will sell this stuff later for money instead of it just being yard sale stuff. I still have all of it. I have all of it in boxes. My grandma gave me this. Jason's grandmother gave me that. My uncle gave me this. Like, I can't. So yeah, it's, it's it's all still here. One Seinfeld, one day I'll sell it.
2: Seinfeld's got this great bit about how basically we're just accumulating trash that we won't get rid of. And like the first step to becoming trash is it goes in the drawer and then it goes to the garage and rarely does it ever make it from the garage back. And then we put it in storage units and so now we're paying to go visit our trash, which I think is so accurate. And, and it sounds like that's what's happening with you.
0: That is pretty much what's happening with you. But enough about me, Adam. Okay, let's talk about you. (laughs) Laugh Support, the Laugh Support podcast. We reach out to comedians. We talk to them about people who have been there for them on their journey in comedy. So if you think back, we go back to the beginning. When you first started doing stand-up, is there someone that comes to mind that was very supportive of you in your comedy journey?
2: You know, I think that maybe it's a common answer, but I think right out of the gate, I got to go with my wife um diana die as as we call her um she, you know i i think it's i think i take for granted i michelle had mentioned uh, it was a very nice introduction on me but but she had mentioned a couple of things that i did before stand up and that was writing television shows and Ooh. the very first show i ever wanted to write was was it the kids television show called pete and penelope that I, I created and produced myself at the beginning until the network picked it up. And that required a lot of time and it required money and uh, just a lot of focus for six years before I sold it. And wow. I, I think I take it for granted how accommodating my wife was during that season because she when I asked her about it and we had been married just maybe two years, she just said, as long as you can pay the mortgage, then I'm, I'm good with what you want to do which I always joke about, like, she didn't even mention the electric bill or the water. Like, (laughs) I feel like she'd have a problem with that, too. But she was incredibly accommodating. And so with every bit of extra money I had, I was able to do that sort of thing. And the same was true when I became a comedian, uh, because as you guys know, comedy takes you on the road a lot or just open. You know, at the beginning, it was open mics here in town. And, you know, that's a good that's a solid night away, you know. You know, you get five minutes on stage, but you spend about three hours just going to the open mic and, you know, mm-hmm. being support for other people. So she's always been great, always been great. And and uh, not only has she always been cool with me just following those passions, but she's been very helpful. And especially at the beginning, she co-wrote so many of my jokes. In fact, that was one of my biggest notes on my dry bar special is just make sure that you put Written by Adam and Die Bush because those jokes would not be what they were if not for die not just listening to them and giving me your feedback but also actually giving me punchlines. i i'm still a little mad one of my best jokes she wrote and uh you know that sucks for me but it's good yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's, i go that's, with
0: her. That's but you're, you're awesome.
1: one so it's not it's not like you know that she wrote it it's like you both wrote it because she wouldn't have had a a good punchline or a joke if you weren't the subject
2: true but if the rules were reversed i would i would you know i would make sure it was in her face that what jokes i wrote so i gotta i gotta make sure that uh, i give her credit where credit is due
0: and yeah uh, michelle telling that is not common that that our guests think to to thank their spouses a lot oh. of times it's the afterthought at the end it's kind of like the oscars where they're like oh. i want to thank everyone but <laughs> and they did it afterwards right michelle
1: yeah yeah oh and yeah. hi mom
2: oh yeah no listen i mean we got a kid and another kid on the way like i i couldn't do it i couldn't be a, i'm 41 i didn't become a comic until i was in my 30s so I I wouldn't be able to do this without her. So yeah, that's at That's kind of at the forefront of everything.
0: So do you have a really, uh, when you got into comedy, you said you, you started doing open mics. Um, Did you find a lot of support in that arena or were you able to find a supportive group of comedians that, that you were able to kind of uh, learn from or lean on when you first began?
2: Yeah, Tulsa is great. We we have a great uh, stand up community here, and it's always growing. Twenty twenty three has been really good. We have a lot of. I mean, when I started, which was you know a while ago, it we had we had two open mics that were basically the same. One on Monday, and then all the yeah. same people on Wednesday. <laughs> mm. So if you missed one, you were kind of screwed. Uh, mm. And now we have a lot and we have a lot of shows and a lot of opportunity that the community is really growing. We have a lot of venues and comics come through that you get to watch that sort of thing. Tulsa has been great. And, and, and we're just, you know, thankful that we have clubs, like most cities Mm -hmm. don't have any, and we have two with another one opening this summer. And so that's, I mean, that's huge. So the fact that you could get to perform in front of a live, live audience, and then we've got Oklahoma city, which has some, um, a great club as well. So yeah, the, you know, I think, comics as a as a rule are are even the extroverted ones like me were pretty insecure individuals. And so I, th- I think we come off pretty standoffish especially to new people and uh, so it's kind of a hard shell to crack and but when you do you find oh everyone is here or I have found everyone is here. For each other and that has been really amazing so our our crew is 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 very accommodating and it's small relatively and i'm i'm very appreciative but i i think where i I have found my most um support has been with two other guys who are on similar journeys but not exactly the same journey so Mm -hmm. you guys know i have a podcast called risk it for the biscuit and that podcast follows me and my buddy Chris Munch, who is a uh, an actor and a comic, and we have really similar stories. We both worked in the church for fifteen to twenty years, so we had a pretty awesome job and it was pretty cushy. <laughs> like we we were very blessed. We both left about the same time to mm-hmm. pursue comedy, and so he went more the acting route, um, especially on TikTok. He's done he's been very successful, and then I I went more of the Uh, comedian route. And then we have another buddy, Gary Hornstein, who was our producer on the podcast, but has a similar story in that he worked at the same church and and he went on his own to do graphics and video production, that sort of thing, which works out perfect for our podcast because it's a video podcast. So those guys, uh, not only are they my best friends, but they're my people. And so uh, Chris and I perform together a lot and every chance we get, we take Gary with us. Um, and, uh, being on this journey together and we, we film every other week, it has really made the whole thing, um, really, a really positive experience because what I did not realize when I became a comedian, especially when I got out on the road was how lonely it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. is, It is, especially yeah. when you've got kids, especially young kids sleeping in a comedy condo that didn't get cleaned before the last or after the last comic by yourself in the middle of nowhere the reception's bad is not the most fun experience um yeah and so just being able to I can't tell you how many times I've like been on tour and I've I've gone on my own and done that and then like and, and then had a show where like Gary could come with me. And so I, we meet at the airport. I'm like, oh my God, a friend. Thank you. I don't want to kill myself now. So,
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes.
2: So, yeah, I, I really can't stress that enough. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so those, yeah, Chris and Gary, they're, you know, they're my ride or die.
0: That's awesome. I think a lot of times, um, I think a lot of people can look on the outside in and they use kind of, negative terms of, oh, that click, that group, that crew, you know, you can't get in with them. But I think there's a major difference between a click and people trying to keep people out versus finding your tribe, finding your people that you connect with, you can trust, you're comfortable with. I would assume that this group that you're with, we, Michelle and I talk a lot about like not competing or comparing ourselves with each other. While we do have similar journeys, we are different people. And if, she wins. It doesn't mean I'll lose. And yeah. I assume that that's kind of the same situation, how you're describing um, Chris and Gary is that that's the, it's a similar situation for you and your laugh support group.
2: Yeah. And you know, it's, um, uh, that has been our story. When I, when I became a comedian, I had a larger following than Chris, especially in Tulsa. And so I would put shows on and, like Chris, you want to open, and uh, Michelle did some of those shows with us, and it really was me like bringing Chris along. Mm-hmm. Well, somewhere in the middle of it, Chris got super famous, and he <laughs> got like uh, well over a hundred thousand TikTok followers, and is able to make his living as an actor just off of that. And the roles quickly switched. Our podcast is predominantly his followers. And I get to reap the benefits of it. And so I am incredibly thankful. <laughs> and we're, you know, because of that, we're um, talking about, you know, us going on tour together. And it's it's awesome because it would, it would flip it. He would be the headliner or maybe we'd co-headline something like that. So, yeah, it I, I would much rather be in a situation where I could um, celebrate my best friend and his accomplishments and ride his coattails <laughs> that, yes. I, that I would be just being super, super angry. And I heard somebody say, I was telling Diana this morning, I heard, maybe it was a podcast. I heard someone say, uh, be kind to people well, as a comedian, be kind to people on the way up. Cause you're going to meet them on the way down. Mm-hmm. This, yes. this, this whole thing is so unique in that, um, You know, I got a dry bar special a lot earlier than some of my friends, but then I've, I've seen a lot of my friends like Chris, uh, like supersede my success. And so I, for one, I think you should be kind to everybody period, but I understand the sentiment too. It's like, you don't really understand like how fluid this whole thing is. Yeah.
1: And I have to say, Adam, you came into the Tulsa comedy scene at the right time because it didn't used to be where everyone was rooting for each other. It used to be oh. cutthroat, mm-hmm. you know, tear the other person down, talk behind their back. You know, it was just mm-hmm. it was really, really bad for the longest time. And and. You came in at the right time where you know you guys just started off with those two open mics and now it's it's been growing and it's been flourishing and it's been um, it's been really neat watching uh, when I see like when you have a show coming up and I see who's opening for you and who you're taking with yeah. like I love every bit of how it's not just you it's about the show it's about making sure that it's presented well and I have to say every time. Um, like when I went to your filming for your first special, that was fantastic. You had, your your audience was filled with your friends and fans and you uplifted everyone there. Like you brought the the storyteller guy. Yeah. Um, I've never seen him before. He's so good. But yeah. because you've gone to all these different open mics and you go to storytelling and all that, it was so neat to see how you put that all together. So I just, I really admire how much positiveness you're bringing into the community scene, the, the comedy scene here in Tulsa. So I just want to say thank you for that.
2: Oh yeah. Thanks. I appreciate that. I, I think it can be really easy and I, I I've done it. It can be really easy to take as a comic. Like, mm-hmm. can I get on your show? Can I come to your open mm-hmm. mic? Can you give me a list? Can I go early? That sort of thing. I've done those things. And, 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 you know, there, there's a time of place where, you know, you can ask like any chance I could get on a little early. Um, uh, <laughs> Excuse me, but what I what I hope uh, what I hope I'm able to do is is uh, also give other comics an opportunity mm-hmm. um, with shows. All, I mean, stage time that's the gold, right? Like that's yeah. that's the money. So you know, be like it. It really does bring me a joy to be able to, you know, um, Michelle and I did a show in Bartlesville that was really fun, and the, even to be like, hey, do you want to do this thing and they're paying us like that to me means a lot because i appreciate it when other people do it to me and so uh, i can't do an open mic every week i I just am not in town enough but uh as much as i can i really 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 hope that people would uh see me as as a comic who you know gives some stage time as well because you know that's a big deal
0: that is a bit that is a big deal i and i can say that you know uh, when you guys were coming to um the cca retreat in indianapolis oh, yeah um, michelle was super excited I, I, everything that i've heard her say about you has always been extremely positive and she's i think it just um has a lot of respect for you adam and the amount of talent that you have and how kind you are to other people and as we were looking at the register, the list, and and who was coming, she was like, "Oh man, you you have to meet Adam and Isaac as well that was with yeah. you and um and just had such wonderful things to say about you." With that being said, tell us what a diva Michelle is to work with because <laughs> oh, I know she really is a nightmare.
2: It really is bad. It's just the Michelle show all the time. And, <laughs> uh, I get it. Okay no M- michelle really does uh, not not i mean i would turn this into the michelle show i can't tell you how many times michelle has messaged me and just said hey i think what you're doing is awesome you're killing it that's a, an incredible encouragement because you i comics i i think comics regularly appear like i don't need your affirmation mm-hmm. i I know what I'm doing and I'm the star of the thing, but it just isn't that's just not the case. You know, it yeah. just you you just would be surprised at how and and encouragement is is something that I really, 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 really value and hopefully give. I, I would say words of affirmation is easily my love language. And so having someone to just randomly say, like, to comment on like a post on Instagram and just be like, ah, you're doing awesome. You're just like, yes cuz i mean how many times have you bombed at a show and you're like i am trapped. this is awful
1: so mm-hmm.
2: yeah you i don't think there can be enough encur- i don't think there can be enough encouragement in life and there definitely can't be enough encouragement in like the comedy scene
0: mhm yeah for sure and you you know you mentioned earlier cuz one of the questions we ask is have you had a time that you felt lonely on your journey because it can sure. be, uh, it can be very difficult. Um, you've mentioned that, you know, you and your core group of friends, you guys came out of working at a church together. So yeah. that gives the uh, you know impression that you have faith um, that you have something yeah. a little bit more than just relying yeah. on man. So I wondered when you do have those times that are difficult or you feel lonely or you're just kind of out there and you've had a, a tough show what is your go-to to kind of recover from that and get back in a positive headspace?
2: So I think practically uh, outside of just like my, my personal faith, I think um, I think that you if if you're for me if one of the one of the benefits of like I, I do work really hard and and so I I work to perform just as much as I can, whether it's shows or an open mic or or, uh, whatever other experience I could be in where I'm performing in front of people. And so when I do Bomb, uh, my hope is that I just say to myself, okay, you know what? We'll give it another shot tomorrow. I I, I think it gets hard whenever you are performing once a month, which look, we're not all trying to do this as a career. Some of us are doing it as a hobby or part time or as it comes. And that's great. I, I, I think, you know, I would do this if I wasn't doing it professionally. But it, can, it gets tricky when you're like, I have 12 shows this year. I have one show a month and I bombed in March. We'll see what happens in April. That's hard. And yeah. so practically when I bomb on stage, I just try to get back up as quickly as I can. And typically yeah. then I'm, the next show is somewhat redeeming. Um, it, it's not very often that you just are having bomb after bomb after bomb after bomb. After bomb if you're trying to perform, you know, Welcome to over.
1: my career. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. 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 We, we, you do have seasons. And so take what I'm saying with a grain of salt, but the, I think the short answer is I try to get back on stage as quickly as I can so that I can remind myself, okay, you're not terrible at this. So that's, that's something in regards to my personal faith. I—I uh, I mean, if you follow my Instagram for five minutes, you'll—you'll you'll see that I'm a Jesus guy, and this is not true of comedy. It's just true of work. It's easy to put your your identity into your work or your family or whatever passion you have. That doesn't—that doesn't work. It almost works until it doesn't. One hundred percent of the time. And so having, having my identity rooting, rooted in, in who I am in my relationship with God and my relationship with Jesus Christ does thankfully supersede the worst bomb I could have. And mm-hmm. I've had really, really bad bombs of, I've, I've, I've had shows that I thought were going to go great and really help my career. And then they didn't. And so it doesn't mean that it doesn't feel good or, or that it feels fine. It, it, they do still feel bad, but being able to, to stop and remind myself this is not who I am. <laughs> mm. I, I'm I'm not Adam Bush the comedian. I, I do comedy, but I I am Adam Bush the child of God is a, a much better position to be in than the opposite, whatever that would be. Adam Bush the bomber. So I don't know. Does that <laughs> that does that answer? Does that answer the question? Hopefully. No. Say more. No. Okay. no. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's kind of discouraging, Michelle.
1: So, so typically we ask our guest
0: um, you know a piece of advice if there's there's something that someone has given you along your journey in comedy that you just consistently have carried it through and it co- it could be in your writing it could be in your comedy or any you know any place in life where you go yeah, that's just a go-to that I always come back to.
2: yes I have I have two and um, okay so the first thing is so um, that I, I got my starting comedy uh, by winning a contest. Uh, on on Instagram to open up for Mike Birbiglia on Broadway. That's that was the beginning. So my first time ever performing was at the Court Theater just off Times Square. It's a very unique situation and I'm I'm very grateful. But uh, my my big fear of the night was that ever, all the people who had worked so hard to buy their Broadway ticket to see one of their favorite comedians Mike Birbiglia that when i stepped onto the stage they were just not going to be on my side and be like get through this guy so we can get to my right before i went on stage mike came up to me and said some words that i i just think about all the time he said hey man whatever you do or he said uh, uh you listen you can't mess this up whatever you do that's the show and it's going to be great and he was right because and I think I've found that truth to be even more honest the longer I've been a comic because it wasn't just about that show. That show did go great. Everyone was on my side. I think what, what I didn't expect was everyone was just like, one of us, this is awesome. And they were like they laughed harder than they should have and clapped. <laughs> and I think they gave me a standing ovation after like three minutes. So it just was they were an amazing audience. But what I found that is that even when I bomb... Was great because it reminded it showed me what doesn't work or it taught me something that was uh you know that i needed to learn for my career i i was in new york early on in my career and i i did a show and it was seven minutes and the first three minutes went great and the last four minutes it was crickets it's because my last four minutes was all about growing up in louisiana louisiana is very far from new york so no yeah. one knows anything about louisiana and Right then I learned one of the most valuable lessons about regional comedy in that you've got, you've just got to make sure that the people that you're performing for have the mental real estate so that you guys can be on the same foundation from the get go. And that's why parenting stuff works great and stuff about your parents, because everybody, you know, is, is in those sorts of relationships. So you can't mess it up, whatever you do, that's the show and it's going to be great. That's the number one thing that I always, I think about the number two thing is, um, the day after I filmed my dry bar special, I met my, one of my favorite comedians of all time, Nate Bargatze, yes. And I asked him, I, I, you got any advice for me? And he said, find your crew and find your niche. And so I didn't realize what Chris and Gary were for me. I mean, I just thought they were my best friends and that's great what i realized after he said that was oh they're my crew so so we you know we have our text thread when uh chris the other day he he had a video blow up and the director taika waititi who directed thor ragnarok liked liked his video and he just texted us a screenshot so we could celebrate it's a small win but it's so cool and then whenever uh when i when i finally saw my dry bar and approved it, I texted them. I got the dry bar, it it is finished. <laughs> in, in the words of Jesus. Yes. <laughs> so that's my crew. And 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 whenever one of us, you know, is bombing or in a cabin in the woods or whatever, we're texting each other. So that's my crew. But then the part about my my lane is like I offer a specific kind of comedy. I just happen to be a clean comic. I'm just kind of a, you know, there's a lot of clean comics that they, they're, that's not their lifestyle. That's just kind of my lifestyle. Like I have a four year old, I got a kid on the way. I'm a church guy. I tell a lot of stories about parenting and growing up in Louisiana and things like that. I'm a clean comic. I'm also a storyteller. Like that's what my background is in. And so I tell longer stories. And so I could look at my buddy Chris and how well he's doing online. He does characters. And I could be like, man, I should do characters. Right. your lane, man. I'm not a great actor. I'm a good storyteller. And I have found that these the videos that I have posted that have been more story-driven have done the best. And yeah. so whenever I look at someone else and I'm immediately jealous of their success, I remind myself of the talents that God has given me and I stay in that lane. And that's been really helpful. And it's also helped me know what shows to to ask to jump on or what Mm -hmm. areas to try to be on Mm -hmm. dry bar it's perfect for me i'm already a clean comic that's great um i'll i'll have you know comedy is about a lot of open doors because there's so many things you can do i there's a group of comics in town that i love i'm i'm not their style i would not be good on their shows so Mm -hmm. if one of them says you want to do this show i'm pretty quick to be like i don't I don't think I probably should do that. I don't think it would be good for you or for me. There's this there's this um, show they do every month, uh, this roast battle, where oh. you know, we all know what a roast battle is. Yes, yeah. I, I get asked all the time to do that. I, yeah. The guy who puts it on is awesome, and we perform together. I just would be bad. <laughs> I'm just – I just, you, it's not gonna go good. Me trying to just, you know, roast someone. I would just be like, I don't know, you're not doing great. I don't. It just would be right, funny. right. Yeah. <laughs> I think and, if
1: you put a spin on that roast, like but, you know, like made it all positive, like over positive, that would be so funny. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So I'm, you know, things that are d- dirtier like that mm-hmm. is just not me. And I did a show in a bar in Oklahoma City a couple last month. And I just, I bombed so hard. They could just care less about my jokes, about my kid not pooping in the toilet. It just was, it. I, I got off stage, I got my money and texted Diana. I was just like, okay, good experience. Not a great crowd for Adam. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Those, those are the two pieces of advice from two of my, I mean, maybe my top two favorite comedians.
0: Yes. Yeah. I I mean I don't mean to brag but Stephen Bargazzi is our friend here at the Live Sport podcast. I'm so. ready
2: for you to introduce me. I I I love it. Yeah. I I want to meet the whole family. I'm I'm a Bargazzi fan through and through.
0: Yeah. Steve, you know, everybody loves Nate, but I lo- I love Stephen. Michelle will tell you he's he stole oh. a piece of my heart a couple of years ago and so yeah. And I am over, you know, I'm over all the rest. It's just well, my but-
2: my, my friend that you mentioned earlier, um comedian Isaac Whitty. He, he told me something pretty smart at the beginning. He said, never go after a singing comedian or a magician.
0: Oh, yes. You'll
2: ne-, he said, even if they're bad, you will never be as good as they were. <laughs> and... Uh, So, yeah. And, yeah. And Stephen's a, he's a magician, right? Isn't that, isn't
0: that correct? He is. He's a, he's a magician. And Nate definitely got his sense of humor from his dad and his, uh, it, it, he's just a, he's just a wonderful kind person. But we just had, um, maybe last episode or episode before, we had Brian Bates on here and Brian is part of that, that group with, um, Nate. And it is a lot of phenomenal people. So I think that it it is a great piece of advice. And I love that you share that because it is, that's how Laugh Support started michelle is my crew and yeah. it is um not something to take for granted when you have people it is nice right when you reach out to someone like your wife and you just go not a crowd for adam and, they, yeah. and you don't have to go deeper you don't have to explain the open wound you just they get it <laughs> they got you and yeah. everybody you know is moving together in this totally. journey so oh, totally. that's, a, that's a pretty good laugh support to start with your wife and wrap it up with his wife right michelle
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, That was fantastic. I love your advice that you've given us that you've just, you've passed down from comedians that have gone before you that are still going before us. Um, So those are very valuable lessons that if, I think if you didn't get that advice from somebody, it would have taken you a while to learn it. So it's so good that as we learn and grow as comedians, that we continue to pass that down continue to support each other. So we're all better. And that's the thing, you know, we all mm-hmm. want to be a better comedian. We want to have, give the audience an opportunity for them to be better. And it's, it has to come from, you know, learning these experiences from people sharing that. And I just, I really appreciate you being on today. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. Um, so thank you for sharing. Thank oh, you so well, much.
2: I'm thankful that the guys shared that with me. It's, I think it's kind of like parenting, you know, you when you have a kid at the beginning other parents can give you advice and you're just kind of like hey, okay I don't know maybe and right. then you experience it yourself you're like ah they were right okay mm-hmm. I think it's the same way. it's the same way with most things but definitely with being a comedian that you know how many of us when we were starting out we would tell people oh I got I got 20 minutes and they're like you have four and you're like right. you don't understand <laughs> and then you do it in front of a crowd later and you're just like oh that person was right I just got four
0: yes <laughs> yeah. yes Well, Adam, tell us really quick one more time, um, because Michelle is rolling your uh, social media and website at the bottom. But tell us again, Risk It for the Biscuit is the name of your podcast, correct? Mm -hmm. So where can they find that?
2: Yeah, you find it on YouTube, um, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. So... Uh, every Wednesday, we post it every Wednesday. In fact, we posted, we're filming, We're recording this on Wednesday or this morning. Um, and uh, yeah, we're uh, uh, They're 30 minutes to an hour long. We just talk about our journey and, uh, you know, people seem to like it. So we're going to keep doing it.
1: It's really, really good. I love your podcast. I love watching it every time it comes out. I'm like, oh, this is so good. So um, yeah, if you get a chance to tune in to see Risk It for the Biscuit, do it. Just do it. It's so good. Hey, there you go! Look
2: at that, Michelle approved.
1: Yeah, I'm so go glad like Gary Michelle finally been approved. Yeah, Gary finally has a microphone. We can hear him. So I'm waiting for when we could see him.
2: Yeah, uh, hold, we'll see. hold his face so, up. Hey, I don't Michelle, know. Something. Someone's someone's got to watch the cameras. All right, we can't do all the work.
1: <laughs> so y'all listen.
0: Definitely check out Risk It for the Biscuit, the podcast, and. Find our friend Adam. It's not hard to find him, okay? You can find him at hey Adam Bush on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. He made that easy for you. And also HeyAdamBush.com. So all you have to remember is hey Adam Bush, And you're going to find him anywhere and everywhere that you look for him. Check out his podcast. Adam, Michelle's going to kick you to the back for just a minute. Please stick around so we can properly say goodbye to you. Yeah. And thank you so much for being on our podcast today.
2: Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Love you guys. And uh, we'll talk again.
0: Awesome. Awesome. All right, Michelle, what another amazing episode of the Laugh Support Podcast. Friends, what we need from you, if you're listening, hey, why don't you watch the episode on YouTube, Vimeo, or the Creative Motion Network on Roku TV. You can obviously listen to us pretty much anywhere that you can find a podcast, right? We're on Amazon, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Spotify, Player FM, and others. And y'all go to our social media pages, um, oh, Michelle's got the email down there too. So definitely reach out to us on our email. If you have, you know, positive things to say or negative, negative's fine too. We'll just make fun of it. So the laughs up at gmail.com and then go to our Facebook page, Instagram, like us, follow us, let us know that you're out there because we totally appreciate you guys coming here and spending time with us on the laugh support podcast. I'm going to close it out as I always do with Jesus and Junebug loves you. And I'm praying that Michelle has gotten over this impulse to give us a mom-slash-dad joke at the end of each episode, Michelle. So uh,
1: what, what kind of trees have
0: fingers? What kind of trees have fingers? I don't care. But go ahead and tell us, Michelle.
1: <laughs> Palm trees. Oh, okay. You guys, thanks for listening. Have a good day.